Welcome to the Unbound Healing Podcast. I'm Anne-Marie Garland, nutritional therapist and health coach at Grassfed Salsa, and with me is my co-host Michelle Hoover, certified nutritional therapy practitioner and writer of everything you'll find at Unbound Wellness. Here we share everything about overcoming health challenges from autoimmunity to hormone imbalance and more with holistic living, mindset shifts, practical tips, and a real food paleo approach. Remember our disclaimer, the content within this podcast is intended to provide general information and is not to be substituted for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Now let's get on with the show. How are you doing this week? Great. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Want to just slide in updates? Yeah. Um, do you have some? Uh, do I have updates? I has some. Um, no, go ahead. <laughs> so, um, this week is the week that my program gut health overhaul, the live version has kicked off. If you want to slide in at the very end, if you kind of missed it last week and you didn't get to get into the beginning, we're still in the first week. So you still have time to jump in if you wanted to get in the live version. All the other versions are available at all times, but I'm not going to run this again for a while. I'm going to be traveling in the fall and like the dead of summer just isn't a great time to do a gut healing program. So, and then winter isn't a good time either. So it may not even be until 2019 that I do this again. So if you want to get in on it, um, now's the time. And I'm recording this ahead of time, so it may even be filled up by now. I'm not sure, but the other versions are still available. But really exciting news. If you are looking for some one-on-one help, you'll know that both Anne and I don't work with people one-on-one anymore. We have different things going on that our businesses are doing right now. However, I do get a lot of inquiries about one-on-one help and I started Unbound Wellness because it was my passion to help people get that one-on-one support with their health challenges. So I put together a coaching team. I have two ladies on my team right now who are so capable, so smart, so amazing. They're both NTPs and restorative wellness solutions practitioners, which means they know how to administer and interpret functional testing. And an NTP is the nutrition certification that I am. And they were both actually in my class with me. So I know them very well. I handpicked them because I knew that they would be great for you guys. So if you are looking for one-on-one nutrition help right now and you just are having trouble finding somebody or you really want to go with someone that you know you trust and you think will specialize in the areas that you are looking to get help in um you go onto my website on the, there's a tab for nutrition consulting and you can go there, send a message and I will respond there, figure out kind of what you're looking for. And then I will connect you with one of my coaches to then figure out from there if it's a good fit, if you want to move forward or if there's any other advice that we can give you. But I'm really excited to offer this because there's so many people that write to me saying that they want help. And I'm like, sorry, I don't, I don't have the capacity to help the amount of people that, you know, the inquiries that I get right now. So I'm really excited to have this help. And then the final update, something that I've talked about a bit here and there is that Kara Halderman and I are doing three live events in Dallas and they are coming up. The first one is June 3rd. It is at Brood Impressed, which is downtown in West Village in Dallas. The first one is on healing with nutrition. It is free. And the other two, the first one is about healing the gut. And that is June 10th. That's the following week. And the following one is about healing the adrenals and that's June 24th. And those last two ones are $20, but the first one is free. So if you want to meet us in person, you want to meet other crunchy, healthy people and get 
opportunities to talk to us in person, meet more people. It's a really great opportunity. And while we're recording this, which is still, we're a month, while we're recording this, we're a month out from the first one. And the first one is already like almost full. So it's like I told my husband how many people have registered for the first one. He's like, um, in that space that you're going to be in, like that's really going to be full. I don't know if everybody's going to show up. I don't know if they just clicked register because it was free. They're like, yeah, I want to click this button. I don't know if everybody, if things happen, I don't, everybody that registers is not, uh, I'm not going to come knocking down their door. Like, excuse me, where were you an hour ago? So <laughs> everybody's going to be there, but there is a limit with how many people can fit inside that building. So if you want to hop in there, we would love it if you would register and we would love to see you in real life. Yeah. So yeah, those are my updates. I'm so excited for your live thing. I really yeah. hope I can make it. I'm worried the time frame won't work out. Yeah, it's kind of an awkward GG for you. Yeah. yeah since I'd be traveling, but I'm going to try. I adore both of you, obviously. We would love that. We would love to have you there and you could meet Stinky. Ah! Oh my gosh. I, your little um, video yesterday of him, like using his little foot as back support to get all cozy. Oh my gosh. He's just such the cutest cat. He's like a dog. He's the sweetest. Like he, I post videos of him all the time, just like laying on his back and I'm just like rubbing his tummy and he's just like stretching and purring. It's like, what cat lets you just like rub their tummy like this? Sweet little baby. He is the sweetest baby. All right. What are you loving this week? Um, this one's kind of a downer, but we're going to have uppers throughout the podcast. So (laughs) it's a downer, but it's a real life sort of thing. And it's a podcast called Terrible, Thanks for Asking. (laughs) And it is about what it sounds like. So the host, um, I'm pretty sure that her name is Laura McInerney. If I I said her name wrong, I apologize. But she's great. And her story is that her husband was diagnosed with brain cancer very young, like in his 30s. And he... It did, you know, he passed away pretty early and, you know, that was a super traumatic thing for her to become a widow that early and a single mother. And she found this passion in the world of talking to people. And she kind of was like, well, there's people that go through terrible things all of the time. And like, we just don't talk about it. And healing comes from talking about it. So she started this movement where she has this club. It's like the Hot Young Widows Club for like young men and women who have lost their spouse or significant other to kind of just support each other. And the podcast is, she has other people on who are, who have lost somebody who have gone through something traumatic and it's every single one makes me cry. And it's so, it makes you grateful for the things that you have in your life for sure. And it's just so, I think it's just so important for people to not bury the bad things that have happened to them. And that's what the podcast is all about. Like coming forward and saying like, yeah, this horrible thing happened to me, but I'm still here. Like I'm working through it and healing comes from talking about it and sharing it. And so it's not for the faint of heart. I was listening to it when I was driving back from Austin, when I was last there and I was, there was one episode where I was literally bawling. I was, ugh. So they're heartbreakers, but it's, it's an important life lesson, especially if you're trying to practice empathy, because there's so many people around us all of the time who are going through something bad. And like, we'll just hear like very top level, like, oh, I lost someone. But if we haven't lost someone, like we don't know the full magnitude of what that is. So listening to these people be like really raw, like what it really feels like. It's like, oh my gosh, like people are going through this all the time and they need our empathy. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah, that definitely is related to the rest of our podcast. Yeah, we're going to be talking about happy, like, where do you find happy things? So I felt like it was a good, Yeah, I, I can balance it out talking about that one more. But yeah, it's life. So 
Why don't we talk, answer that question first then, just since it's relevant. Yeah. You want me to read it? Yeah. This is a Lauren. Yes. Yeah. Hey, Lauren. Lauren says, Hey, Anna, Michelle, I can't even tell you how much I've learned from the podcast. It's really helped me to advocate for myself in my healing journey from Lyme disease and chronic fatigue. Recently, I've been focusing on changing my mindset around food and illness in general. Michelle, in one episode, you recommended the book Mind Over Medicine. I read it and loved it. I was wondering what other books, resources, or even other podcasts you guys recommend to help foster a positive and healing mindset. Thanks so much. And you have convinced me that I need to travel to Texas to try a picnic. And I live in New Jersey. <laughs> I just want to say worth the trip. it's kind of worth the trip, number one. And I'll let you start to answer because you've got some good stuff here too. But I will tell you, if you're in New Jersey, you've got Springbone in the city in New York. And I'm going to be there the following week after this podcast comes out. And that is, I don't know, Picnic is so amazing, but Springbone is also really amazing. They make, my favorite thing that I had there at Springbone was they make crispy carrot fries that they fry in beef tallow. And oh, that sounds epic. Is, like, you just don't get that. If, and they have house made bone broth. And if you like, if you're in New Jersey, like it's worth the trip. If you're going to go to the city, going to go to New York. Oh man. I cannot wait. Like my parents were like, do you want to come with us? We're going to your brother's graduation. I'm like, um, will I be able to go to Springbone? Yes. Yes. I really want to go now. <laughs> so That's hilarious. Yeah. Well, back to the question, which was wondering what books, resources, and podcasts to help foster a positive and healthy mindset. This really is going to depend on what it is that you're dealing with. If you're just dealing with autoimmunity, we have some recommendations. If you're dealing with like food, feeling like very restricted and imprisoned by the foods that you're eating and allowing yourself to eat, then we have some other recommendations. But to start, some general recommendations. First off, I love this question and the program, the detox program that I do have coming out covers detoxing from an unhealthy mindset. So that's something to look out for. But in the meantime, here are my recommendations. The first one is Ruthie Lindsay. I've mentioned her multiple times on the podcast. I am just so she doesn't know this, but I'm like so connected to her. Everything she says just like brings a smile to my face. I, it resonates with me so much. It's the way she words things, her energy, her mindset, everything. And she has an upcoming podcast coming out and they are in the process of like pre-recording all of their interviews. They have some amazing interviewees that they have coming up and just she just resonates with me so much and with the chronic pain and chronic illness community so highly recommend following her instagram account and making sure that you catch her stories they are one of my all-time favorite things on instagram so her um, upcoming podcast is called the unspoken podcast. You can also follow that on Instagram just to be notified when it comes out. She is also writing a book and um, we also have linked to her website on in the show notes and it, it goes into her story so you can read kind of where she comes from in a place of chronic pain and what her story is and just sort of learn more about her. So that's my number one recommendation. We also love Meg Dahl and she was interviewed with us, I think about two weeks ago now at this point. So you can check back and listen to her interview with Michelle. And then she's also on Instagram as Meg, the RHN. She has a new podcast. What's her podcast called? Do you remember? Unbreakable, it's Unbreakable Babe. You. Unbreakable, Unbreakable Babe you. is her program. Okay. And then she also has a program. Now her mindset is more coming from like the self-love, self-care mindset. And 
still just like a wonderful person to follow for positivity and a healing mindset. I was just on her podcast talking about this specifically. Oh, good. I was talking about autoimmunity and it was a really cool, I told her after we finished, I was like, this is a really cool interview because I got to talk about like Hashimoto's and gut stuff. But usually when I'm on like a guest on podcasts talking about that, it's like, okay, talk about the thyroid, talk about the gut, like tell us how digestion works and all of that. But I got to talk about all that. And then it's like, how did it make you feel? Like, how did you mentally move through that? So that's a really good resource if you go to her podcast, you'll find me on there. I was just on there this month. So, and then there is a book by Dr. David Hanscom and he wrote a book called back in control. He is a surgeon for like debilitating back issues. And like he has come to realize that people can help heal through alternative therapies other than surgery and this coming from a surgeon. So he wrote a book about it and it is about healing through journaling in a very specific way. Oh yeah. I know this one. Yeah. Yeah. That would be one that I definitely recommend if you're dealing with chronic pain or chronic illness or even like anxiety. And then personally, one book that's helped me really well was a Gabby Bernstein book called May Cause Miracles. I've heard that I've heard rave reviews of all of her books. I haven't read them all. The only one I read was May Cause Miracles. And it's a like 40-day template to change your mindset around things. And like, for example, one of the tasks is to like set an alarm on your phone and you're supposed to check in with like what your fears are. So you it helps you identify your fears and then helps you work through them. And it's really, really amazing. Those would be my suggestions. A a few others like body love accounts. There's Danica Brysha. I think we've talked about this, Michelle and I, before. Um, Yeah, she's doing a really cool thing right now. Yes, the brunch series. Yeah, yeah. I I had a lot of friends volunteer to help her out with that this um, when it was here in Austin. Yeah, it was and just in Dallas too. I didn't they, get to go, but. Yeah, they said that it was amazing. It was like really life-changing. Yeah, that's such a cool, that is one of my, one day I would love to do something like that. Like she's literally just driving around the entire U.S. and going to major cities and finding a house or like finding some sort of host and like setting up in a house or a tent or something and just getting like a bunch of women together and talking about body love and self-care and they're eating yummy food and it's just everybody that goes says it's just such a powerful thing i would love to just drive around and do something like that but she well she does it with her husband and her husband's like a chef so boyfriend he, like boyfriend yeah i don't i don't know that many details. and their dog yeah i don't know that many details obviously because <laughs> i only recently started following her when you started talking about her so she has a significant other who yes. is a chef and he um so like they get to do it together like a team. And I asked my husband, I'm like, wouldn't that be fun to drive around? And he's like, not into meeting new people. He's like, that sounds terrible. <laughs> like, you know, you get to meet all these new people. You could cook. He's like, no. That's funny. He'll play Minecraft. I bet James would love that. Yeah. It's Got such the baby, an amazing. I don't think she would love it. The Balanced Bites ladies did that too years ago. They drove around the country and did like a series. And that's just how you build community, like with your own, like with other, like as a influencer, like Danica and Liz Wolf and Diane, like that's how they build community with like an audience, but that's how other people build community with each other. Like oh, totally. And that's one of the things that I want to, I guess I'll start off with that. Um So fostering a positive mindset, all of that stuff. The first thing that I wanted to say is friends who get it and encourage you. That's been something that's really powerful to me. And the question was when I first got diagnosed with Hashimoto's, I was 17 and I felt like no other 17 year old girl in the world had this, like maybe somewhere far, far away, but she wasn't anywhere near me. Nobody like me was anywhere near me. And that was not true. 
And the world is even smaller when you go on Instagram and Facebook groups that are like local Lyme and autoimmune, like Facebook groups, like you can find people. And it is so not weird to go and find somebody who seems like you, who's in your area. Like, Hey, I'd love to meet up for tea sometime. Like that's how Anne and I met. Like we met on Instagram, Kara, who I'm doing the, um, this series with, who's also a friend of mine. Like we met, was like, Hey, we're both in the same area. Like we should meet up for matcha. Like there's tons of people that I've gotten to meet that way. And I've met a lot of people through the NTA too. And I just had this a couple of weekends ago of, you know, the experience of sitting in a room with, you know, sitting, having tea and lunch and whatnot with all these other women who just like get me and they're going through a lot of the things, same things that I am and with health and business and all sorts of things. And it's that terrible. Thanks for asking kind of (laughs) experience of talking about things that you've gone through, that you're going through maybe that aren't that great, but it's you getting it out kind of releasing it off of your chest and somebody there to just listen and like nod and encourage you. And it was a really awesome experience to be able to do that this weekend. And then a lot of the time with other people that I've found. So don't be weirded out about it. Obviously be safe about it. I'm not that weirded out about meeting people online anymore. (laughs) We met online. I met my husband online. Like it doesn't weird do it in daylight. Like, don't be like, let's meet in a back alley for tea, but it's not weird to do this. It's not weird to start messaging somebody on Instagram or look in your area. If somebody, if there's another like influencer or blogger or something that's doing an event, go to it because you'll be able to meet other people there. So, or start your own meetup. So having friends that get it is such a mindset boost. Even if you guys don't have it fully figured out, you feel not so alone and you feel like you can get through it together. So that's one that I really like. Uh, Book. This is an older book, but it's one that is kind of just broad. It's called The Power of Positive Thinking. Um, You know, kind of about subconscious mind stuff like that. And that's really powerful. That's kind of what it applies to this entire thing. So it's not necessarily just chronic illness, but it's a really great one. And yeah, Meg Dahl, what she's doing with her podcast is really great. She interviewed Elena as well, who we've had on the podcast twice. I know she's going to have other like health type people who have been through a lot of the same challenges that we're all going through that are listening to this. So, and they'll be talking about positive mindset and all of that. So that's a really good one. But honestly, for me personally, and I'm not proselytizing here, I'm not telling everybody to do, to follow my faith. I'm just saying that I am pretty open about my faith and that's what when I'm looking for positive mindset work, that's kind of how, where it falls for me. So for me, sermon podcasts, like I always start a Monday off with like a sermon podcast because I'm usually really frazzled on Monday. And that always like really brings me down. So I'll do a sermon podcast on Monday and I usually do like a prayer walk on Sunday. Sunday and Monday are big ones for me (laughs) where I start freaking out because the week is coming. So those are big ones for me. And again, um, not everybody has to be doing that. I'm sensitive to other people's beliefs and whatever it is that you want to do. But if you're going to ask me what I do, that's one of them. All right. The next question is from Jessica. Jessica says, hi, ladies. I'm such a huge fan of your podcast. I love how you bring life-changing relevant information to your listeners in such an approachable and relatable way. I never miss an episode, and I particularly loved your recent podcast about hormones. In that regard, my question is about irregular periods and bioidentical hormone replacement. At 34, I started experiencing irregular cycles, 11 days followed by 52 13 days, 46, et cetera, et cetera. At 35, I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's and started working with a holistic doctor. It was discovered through blood test that my progesterone was very low and my doctor prescribed a bioidentical progesterone cream, which I started applying 0.05 milliliters 
to my inner arms days 14 through 28 of my cycle. It immediately regulated my periods and they started arriving like clockwork every 28 days. After about five months of using the progesterone cream, I stopped and my periods continued to be regular for the next several months. But after that, they got all wacky and irregular again. So now I'm 36 and I started taking the bioidentical hormone cream again. And again, it is regulating my cycles. My questions regarding this, number one, why are my cycles irregular in the first place? Number two, is there danger in being on bioidentical hormone replacement for too long? Number three, what is the worst that will happen if I stop using the bioidentical progesterone and just continue the rest of my childbearing life with irregular periods? She gave us quite a bit of background information, which is really wonderful and appreciative. It helps us kind of answer these questions with a little bit more clarity and background information, um, but I don't know that it's entirely relevant for us to read with everybody else. One thing I would say, she gave us a list of her supplementation that she's taking and her diet is AIP with reintroductions. Mm -hmm. At the end, she just says, thank you so much for any and all insight you could give to this issue. I really appreciate the work you wonderful ladies do. Do you want to start or should I? I can start. Okay. Let me get to my notes here. So the first question, this is the one that I really want to focus on, um, is why are your cycles irregular? That is a great question. And I'm really happy that you're asking that first because I feel like most of us can get stuck in this. My cycles are irregular. Like, what can I take? What can I do? And you're already at that point. And now you're asking like, okay, why is this even happening? So very happy your brain is there. Um, why are cycles irregular? There are a lot of things that could be a factor. The best way to start to figure it out is looking at your progesterone in relation to everything else, every other hormone, and looking at the foundations of good hormones. So first, where are all of your other hormones at? Is this hormone, we always talk about a hormone balance, and that means that the hormone, that literally, I, I feel like it can be lost on us a lot of the time that that literally means our hormones need to be in balance with one another. So are your adrenals off? Are you estrogen dominant? I see that you have some notes talking about that stuff too. So um, I'm talking to Anne. <laughs> so we're, our brains are both in the same place. But what? where are the other hormones at? We always talk about the Dutch test. We, we should probably just... <laughs> Just call this the Dutch test podcast. We talk about that a lot, but that is a really great resource to figure out where is everything else at and what's causing this imbalance overall. So the foundations of good hormones that I want to discuss, gut health, blood sugar regulation, and stress and lifestyle. So let's start with the gut. You need a healthy gut and healthy detox pathways to detox old hormones. A lot of the time, a progesterone deficiency is caused by an estrogen dominance. Like the progesterone is low because something else is high. It could be that you just have lower hormones in general, but a lot of the time, it, especially with women with Hashimoto's, like these kind of symptoms that you're describing of like the cycles all over the place, it could definitely be related to an estrogen dominance. Um, and when we see that, it could be related to blocked detox pathways. We'll talk about detox a little bit more in this episode as well. But we need to be, we make new hormones every single month. So we need to detox those old hormones and it's not as easy as just like sweating and going to the bathroom a couple times. Like we need to have enzymes and detox pathways in place that are open and thriving for us to pass that old estrogen. So when people have estrogen dominance, a lot of the time it's related to blocked pathways where we keep making new estrogen, but the old estrogen is staying in there. So a really, and that is related to the gut. The gut is a big part uh, it's the gut and the liver, so blood sugar as well. Um, 
so if you are not detoxing old hormones and you have this hormone imbalance where it's causing a dominance here, a deficiency there, looking at the gut, so getting a stool test to see if you have elevated enzymes, the one that I'm thinking of in general with this is beta-glucuronidase, or if you go to a functional medicine doctor and say, hey, I want to get a stool test to look at my detox pathways for detoxing estrogen, they'll know what you're talking about. Um, And that correlates with those estrogen blockages or any sort of dysbiosis period, like a candida, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, like all of that stuff going on in the gut the gut is just like holding on to things and all of this grossness is hanging out in there and you're not moving old hormones through. So the gut is hugely connected to hormone balance. We miss that a lot. That's a big thing. Blood sugar. Blood sugar is huge because it is connected to the liver and that is a big factor in detox. But I have been trained as a nutritional therapy practitioner to tell people that, quote unquote, I cannot fix your hormones until we give up sugar, period. Like that is such a huge factor in hormone balance because it affects the adrenals. Because if you are constantly going through these blood sugar spikes and dips, it's causing hormone imbalance because the hormones of blood sugar, the hormones of your adrenal, so that cortisol is coming up. And if your body is just trying to get through these blood sugar spikes and swings and dips and curves and swerves, I'm pretty sure we talked about the the pregnenolone steel in that hormone podcast that we did, right? Yes, you did. Yeah. So if you go back to our previous hormone, if you go just through our podcast feed, we did a hormone podcast where we talked about tons of things. We talked about the pregnenolone steel there. And you can literally just Google it. It's pretty easy to understand if you just Google it, but the pregnenolone steel is happening and blood sugar is a big part of that. So giving up sugar, and that doesn't mean you need to be ketogenic. There's a lot of stuff going on with keto right now. Keto is a really big hot topic. And I'm going to be on another podcast soon where I'm sure that's going to come up what I think about keto. So keep, keep your ears open and we'll, we'll talk about that more. So you don't need to be keto, but, and and I don't think that keto is a bad thing. I'll, I'll talk about it more in the future. Um, and if you guys have questions, you can email us, but it's not a bad thing, but it doesn't mean that you have to do that. Giving up sugar, doesn't mean you have to be like super high fat, but it does mean that you need to get a handle on your blood sugar. So tracking your blood sugar, figuring out what it's doing. Are you waking up in the morning and, you know, drinking coffee and having, you know, a higher carb breakfast, and then you're feeling kind of jittery around lunch, or are you really hungry and tired at the end of the day? And then you dip up after you have dinner, like look into blood sugar regulation. And my um, instructor from the Nutritional Therapy Association right now is probably like, yeah, that I said that, that you cannot fix your hormones until you give up sugar. And I learned that every single month when I am good with sugar and when I am bad with sugar. It is so evident to me. And that's because I have done a lot of healing so I can really figure out what's going on. But I promise you, ladies and men, men have hormones too, but women, it's a little, we have a lot more things going on with our hormones, but I promise you, sugar and your hormones are so interconnected. And then finally, stress and lifestyle. Stress always matters. I was talking to some friends a couple of weeks ago about how when I finished the NTA program. We were buying a house. I would like, there were so many things going on. And I just went into this huge stress flare that went into a hormone flare. And the pregnenolone steel also relates to emotional stress as well. So if there's a lot of stress going on in your life, if you're like, Hey, my gut's not that bad. My blood sugar balance is pretty good. I don't really eat a lot of sugar, but if you're not really sleeping well, if there's a lot of emotional gunk going on think about it. That All felt right. good to get those that off. Yeah. I love talking about this. It's weird. <laughs> um, hor- 
talking about hormones actually kind of scares me. Like I'm, I think that I just need more very specific education on like a certification on female reproductive hormones because it's just such There's a, a lot to know. It's and like I feel like I have an understanding of it, but it just to be able to feel really confident giving recommendations to people or even guidance on where they should look just feels very like scary to me because it it can be so I don't know. There's a lot of factors. I mean, yeah. in my program, the Nutritional Therapy Association we're basically taught to look at issues as foundations. So you see how I gave like foundations there, not getting super into the like, okay, what dosage of this and that do you need to be on? Da, 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 da. We just back up and say like, okay, how do we fix the gut? And then it'll impact us positively. But exactly. Yeah. yeah. Most I, so I answered my- your first question there. And honestly, the other two questions I'm going to give a pretty high level thing of like, what's the danger? What is it? It's not great to be on that stuff super long. It's, I mean, I'm not going to say like, oh my gosh, get off that tomorrow. You have to work with your doctor to figure that out. But it, I don't know. I don't, and I don't know a ton of about that stuff either, but I work with your doctor to figure out if there is any real risk, but while you're on it, figuring out the foundations, those things that I just said. Yeah. But don't, if you're, yeah, I will never tell anybody to get off anything that their doctor is giving them. So I'm always careful with talking about those types of things, but all right. All right. You want me to go in? Yeah, go ahead. All right. So I pretty much have the same comments as Michelle. Um, why are your periods irregular? This could be so many different things. And honestly, I feel like your question specifically, if if somebody came to me looking for help with this, I would say like signing on for an entire three-month program to really analyze everything. But some higher level elements to for you to look at or take back to your doctor and discuss would be that potentially your adrenals and your ovaries might not be producing enough estrogen. One thing I'm not entirely sure on is if your adrenals produce estrogen your entire life, or if that's just something that happens post-menopausal. I I didn't do any research there. So I'm not entirely sure, but I do think adrenals play a role in estrogen as well throughout your entire life. And it's not just a menopause menopausal thing, but you are more than likely not converting estrogen into healthy metabolites. So that would be my guess. But honestly, I don't know. I haven't seen your results to really see what your progesterone estrogen ratio is. One thing that you could ask your doctor about would be cycle mapping. And this is to get your hormones tested every day throughout your cycle. So you can really see what's happening all month long. And then Dutch hormone panel, there are two different types of the Dutch hormone panel where you take it on specific, you take the collection on specific days of your cycle. And then there is another one that is with cycle mapping. So the entire cycle, that's obviously a little bit more expensive, but that will show you where your hormone levels are, how you're converting them and metabolizing them and producing estrogen. And then I would have you check adrenal fatigue that, you know, getting your cortisol tested. That's something that I honestly think everybody could benefit from testing for that. But um, you specifically, I think, kind of are a candidate for getting tested for that, especially because you mentioned having two kids. And I think it's just kind of par for the course when you have children. And then potentially an additional autoimmune disease. So you have Hashimoto's and that makes you more susceptible to other autoimmunity. And that could be a reason why, you know, there could be something underlying that you aren't even aware of yet that causes your periods to be irregular. Now, in regards to, is it harmful long-term? I would say yes and no. If yes, it is. If your estrogen is too high and only a doctor that's going to be able to access all of your labs or a practitioner that you give your labs to is really going to be able to tell you if this is a long-term solution or not. I would definitely take that question back to your doctor. 
I would say having your hormones tested once a year, if you continue to take the uh, bioidentical hormones, and then if you have estrogen mediated cancers, that's going to be like breast cancer, uterine cancer, endometrial cancer. I would get tested once every three to six months because that's going to put you at a higher risk for those is taking these bioidentical hormones. And then can you stop and have irregular periods and still like be healthy? Now, the issues with this is if you are not having enough estrogen and progesterone, and that's what the cause of your irregular periods are. And that would cause things like that would affect your bone density. Um, it suppresses your immune system, decreased libido and mood and energy and hair, skin and nails, like all of these can be affected. And it can also potentially decrease, um, it can cause a adrenal issue. And I will just say, like you talked a lot about your supplementation and your diet in regards to autoimmunity, but again, you do need to address like every piece of the puzzle, not just diet. And this goes along with that. So I think digging to really find what the root cause of this is, is going to be really helpful for you. Yeah, that was a great question. Do you want to start with this question? Do you sure. want to start answering it? And then yes. I kind of, we can breeze through it quicker that way. And then I can just be like, yeah. Okay. Sounds great. Right. I'll read it and you can answer it. Okay. Michelle and Anne, oh, this question comes from Laura. Michelle and Anne, thank you for your great podcast and all the information that you provide to myself in the AIP community. I really appreciate it. We really appreciate the kind words, Laura. Thank you. I was wondering if you could talk about liver detox, why it's important, how it affects autoimmunity, such as Hashimoto's and slow metabolism, best practices, side effects during detox, and what to expect afterwards, as well as maintenance. Anne, do you want to slide into this one? Sure. So in terms of liver detox specifically, the liver is the most important detox organ because it converts your toxins into harmless substances to be eliminated. And so while it's not like the largest detox organ, it is by far the most important one for you to support. Now, I don't know if you're, you, you capitalize liver detox. I don't know if that is because there is like a liver detox program that you're looking at or like something specifically. I'm just going to kind of be talking about detox in general. So I wanted to clarify that in case you were mentioning like a very particular liver detox that you had read about, I'm not commenting on that because I don't know what that would be. All right, so your liver is responsible for filtering your blood, breaking down toxins, excreting them into your gallbladder, and then releasing them into your digestive tract where they are transported out of your body. And so that's kind of the role of your liver in regards to detox. Now, there are a bunch of other things that the liver focuses on, but um, again, your question was related to detox. Now, an unsupported diet, diet, poor and sufficient sleep, chronic stress, too many environmental toxins, like exposure to those toxins, not moving enough throughout the day, and an overuse of prescription medications, they all put a really big burden on your liver. And not just prescription medications, but even over-the-counter medications as well. So I would say that... Um, as for directly affecting autoimmunity like Hashimoto's, now I won't say that a burdened liver specifically could trigger autoimmunity, but if you're looking at reversing your autoimmunity in general, and I just mentioned this again with uh, Lauren's question, but you really need to look at every single piece of the puzzle. So detoxification through all areas of your life and supporting your detox organs would be included. So if that means that there is a program or something that is going to help you to reduce your toxins and help you to support liver health, I don't think that that would be necessarily a bad thing for your autoimmunity. And it may actually be a very impactful thing for your autoimmunity. 
Hint, hint, I have an ebook coming. <laughs> um, also, an interesting fact about that. So, according to Chinese medicine, negative emotions like anger, jealousy, and hate are all stored in your liver, and holding on to them can create imbalance in your detoxification process. That just goes to show, like a little tying back into the whole mindset component that we were talking about earlier. These things really do play a role on our bodies and our organs and our lives and our autoimmunity and everything. What do you have yeah. to say about the liver? There's so much that we could say about the liver. And we thought that we were going to make this its whole, whole own episode. And maybe we do need to one day because there's so much to say about it. But as far the highest level thing that I will say is that if you are looking at some liver detox or some program or something, do not do any sort of detox unless all of your elimination pathways are open. So if you are getting some sort of powder or something or doing this, you know, really intense regimen, like the stuff that like all of Anne's stuff is all just like good advice. It's not like don't eat for four days and drink like an entire bottle of apple cider vinegar every 40 seconds, you know, like something like that. Like the things that are just really intense, like these intense detoxes are really dangerous if your elimination pathways are not open. So the liver can get backed up. We can get our elimination pathways backed up. So our digestion, all of that stuff. Um, I heard a horror story recently of somebody who tried to, a nutritionist who tried to put their client on a, a parasite cleanse and their elimination pathways were not open. And this person wound up being in the hospital basically with kidney failure. And you know, this is just like some sort of parasite cleanse that you can find online. Like people don't realize how dangerous this stuff is. So like the liver gallbladder flushes, people wind up in the hospital. Like right. these are I was just going to really- say that, like if your gallbladder isn't functioning, if yeah. you have clogged ducts, like doing something that is specifically triggering the like production of bile could be like, that's just an example, but that could be really detrimental. Yeah. It's really dangerous. Like I, I thought about doing these before because like I have had so many issues with my gallbladder, but I'm like, honestly, a lot of people wind up worse afterwards. So the thing about liver, yes, it is very important. We've talked about that. It affects autoimmunity, best practices. Um, the, yeah, the side effects, <laughs> there's a lot of them. Um, what, I would definitely, if you were looking into doing some sort of liver detox, going to a doctor, figuring out where are your liver enzymes at, it's a very, really easy test to get. So asking like, Hey, can we test my liver enzymes? Can we test to see, you can test, like do a blood test to figure out your MTHFR gene mutation status. Like are, talk to a doctor, like, are you constipated? Like, what is your kidney inflammation like? Um, are you detoxing through all of the normal pathways? And then what is, because if you have autoimmunity, what is a gentle way that you can do a detox? So like I did that mercury detox and I literally had to do a pre-tox before I could like do the detox. So, and I had to get everything tested. So if you're really looking into liver detox and for everybody listening, I, it would not be ethical for me to say like, okay, you want to detox your liver? Like do this, do that, do that, because it's, it's not going to work for everybody. Go to the doctor, figure out what you're working with. Like, let's check under the hood. Let's see if I need an oil change before I do this. Um, and then what is the best way to do this for my make and model? That got really weird. I loved the make and model. Right. <laughs> <laughs> After I said, check under the hood, I was like, I got to roll with this now. So I'm sorry if that's kind of like a softball answer, but this is a serious issue. So yeah. Yes. Well, we'll definitely cover an entire detox episode at some point. Yeah. Yeah. I like the way that you talk about it because it's not like scary, break my kidneys sort of thing. Yeah. And yeah, just to clarify, like everything you're saying is so valid, like just diving right into these harsh 
supplementation product based protocols, or even some of them are even real food based, but they're not natural. And mm-hmm. when I say that, meaning like, when in your life would you ever drink a half of a cup of olive oil, except yeah. for one of these flushes? Yeah. So that is not at all what my program talks about. It's talking about how to, it's like gentle detoxification, how to open your body through every different, you know, six different facets of your life to help support its detoxification while also reducing its toxic exposure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. I hope that helped. Sorry if it was a little bit elusive, Laura, but we will dive more into that at some point in the future. Uh, for now, let's talk about Michelle's meal of the week. Oh, wait, is it my meal of the week? It is mine. Oh, yeah, I remember what it is. Uh, jicama tacos. My husband, I don't know where he found them, found jicama tortillas from... I know the they have them at H-E-B. See, he doesn't is. go to H-E-B, so I don't know where he would have gotten them, but maybe he did go by there for some reason. Yeah, um, I know they sell them there because I know that we don't have HEB. HEB is like Austin, San Antonio. Regular grocery store. Yeah. yeah. So the, it is like very, very thinly sliced jicama. It's not like baked or anything. It's just a veggie. And I have that with like a rotisserie chicken. And so I've been adding rotisserie chicken to it, avocado, and some spices, cilantro, anything else? I think that's it for now. Anyway, it is so, they're so freaking good. Like I was thinking about, I mean, they bend. It's not like, I thought they would crack right away, but they don't, they bend, they're like pliable and they do crack if you like really yeah, handle them. But I was able to like pick it up and eat it like a taco. It was shocking, like a soft taco. I would highly recommend um, that. I need to find these. Yes. We bought two packages, thank goodness, because they are so good. Awesome. Well, that's it for this week, guys. We would love if you sent us an email with more questions. We love doing these episodes. So unboundhealing at gmail.com. We would love to answer them and we love, love, love reading your guys' reviews. So it's really quick in iTunes. If you just go in there, leave us a star rating, leave us just a little, little snippet of a thing. It doesn't need to be super. I mean, we'd love to read a super long one, but we love like reading those reviews. It really motivates us to keep going. So Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the Unbound Healing Podcast. Be sure to subscribe in iTunes and leave us a review. Until next time, you can find more from me, Anne, at grassfedsalsa.com and more from Michelle at unboundwellness.com. We'll see you next week. Bye.